Sorry, something in my throat. One. As a preface to this story, I just want to warn you guys that it may be distressing towards animal lovers, or in fact many sane people. With that, discretion is advised. Back in 2000, my friends and I, who were around 15 to 16 at the time, lived together in a neighbourhood. It was a well-respected area, with little to no crime, nice people, and a beautiful forest around it. A few weeks or so prior, my friend had told us his cat had jumped out of a window and ran into the woods. They set traps up to catch the animal, not to harm it, but only caught raccoons. They had recently rescued it from an animal shelter, so they didn't become too attached, but it was still sad. Anyway, we used to go down to the creek and camp in these woods. One of my friends discovered an old house one day alone, three miles or so into the woods. He liked photography and often took nature pictures, and said it was covered in vines with shrubbery growing all over it, but he didn't enter. So we thought it'd be cool for all of us to go and explore it. So a few days later, two friends of mine and I set out on a sunny afternoon, and like he said, we ran into this house. It looked about 30 to 40 years old, but beaten up. There were no signs of any trails or paths that could have led there. It was completely isolated and abandoned. Before we entered, my friend left his camera inside a bag outside near the entrance. We walked inside to find old mail scattered everywhere. We didn't read all of it, but some were about foreclosure, warnings, etc. The floors were dirty, wood rotten, nails and sharp rusty tools in one corner, and just an overwhelming stench of something dead inside. We continued searching for about 20 minutes and found a staircase. One of my friends went upstairs, but stopped as he heard a screeching, angry-like noise. It turns out it was a possum, but we all got spooked and decided to leave. After being in there for about 30 minutes or so, we walked outside, and my friend grabs his bag. We begin walking about a mile or so, when he realises his bag feels lighter. He looked inside to find his camera was missing. We went back, but had no luck finding it. He assumed he forgot it on the ground somewhere. It was getting dark, so we thought we'd come back another day and look. It rained the next few days, but we eventually returned to the house. When we got there, we saw it had looked just the same, but damp because of leaks and rainfall. Everything was gross, but as we kept looking, I came across this filthy rag that looked like it covered something. I lifted it up with a stick to see his camera. It's perfectly intact, no smudges or dirt, not wet, just like he'd left it. He grabs it and by this time it's getting dark, so we just hustle back so not to get lost. When we return to his house, he removed the memory card and we look up the images. At first we all see his pictures, like trees, landscapes, that kind of thing. As we progress, we see blurry images of nothing it looks like, but then came across something horrific. A few images after the blurry photos showed dead squirrels, birds, rodents. Not intact though. Some had been cut open or smashed to death. Their eyes were dangling out, their limbs were cut off. Just a disgusting sight. However, the next few images were really disturbing. There, we saw a cat 
that was lying like an axe, like it had been dissected. Its abdomen was sliced open, organs spewing out, tail removed and wrapped around its neck. But not too long after, my friend recognised the colour, size and look of it. It was his cat that had run off. We all immediately became very frightened and sick. He actually went to throw up. He became distressed but confused. We all did. We didn't know what to make of it. He ended up deleting all the photos, even his landscape ones, and put his camera away in the closet. After that, we never went anywhere near that area, or barely into the woods for that matter. I never wanted to think about it ever again. It's something I forgot about until my friends and I reminisced about our past. It's truly frightening to think who did that, and worst of all, how close they lived. 2. When my grandma was 20 years old, and living in the same house she's living in now, she would get really creepy phone calls from a man by the name of Rick, telling her things like, I know you're alone. Why don't you open your door and let me in? I can see you laying on the couch. Nice house you have. And even telling her the exact clothes she was wearing that moment, and exactly what she was doing. But every time she would check if someone was outside of her house, there would be no one there. Of course, she told the police what was happening, but they said there was nothing they could do about it, but for her to just ignore the calls and lock her doors. These calls went on for a long time before she got sick of ignoring it and told her husband what was happening. They waited and waited till he would call like he did every day. When he finally did, her husband at the time answered and threatened him, telling him that if he didn't stop calling, he was going to find out whoever he was and kill him, saying that he had a gun and wasn't afraid to use it. The man laughed and hung up. About two months went by and there was no sign of the man still, until one night my grandma was laying on the couch watching TV when she heard a knock on the door. She slowly sat up and saw a man, who looked to be in his late 40s or 50s, standing at the door, his face pushed up against the glass, looking in with a creepy grin at my grandma. He looked to be holding a hammer, and when my grandma asked him who he was, he laughed and said, I'm going to bash your brains in, still smiling and looking at her wide-eyed. She quickly grabbed the phone and called 911, still looking at the man as she told the police that there was a man standing at her door, threatening her and holding a large hammer. She yelled at the guy that the police were on their way and to leave her alone. He simply turned and walked away in the direction of the woods and left. When the cops got there, they checked the woods surrounding the house but couldn't find him. My grandma has never seen nor heard from that man again. 3. Before anything, a little backstory. I was 10 at the time and was visiting my hometown in Ecuador for the summer. At the time, I knew just about everyone in my small little town, Alausi, and so did my parents, which is why they let me go on my own that day. Anyway, 
here's my encounter. Back when I was 10 years old, my family decided to take a visit to my hometown in Ecuador. We went for the summer and had planned just about our whole stay. One day, my mum and dad were getting ready to go to a wedding and I was in the house with them. My big sister went over to a friend's house and my other relatives had already left for the wedding. I was supposed to be staying at home, alone for the duration, but I saw that it was a beautiful day out and decided to ask my mum and dad to go to a park that was no more than two blocks away. They were reluctant at first, stating that there would be nobody to take care of me, but I argued that it was a beautiful day out and there was no way that the park would be empty. They kept getting dressed as I kept on arguing until they finally gave in. They said that I can go to the park as long as I was back before dark. I agreed and ran outside to head for the park. It took me no more than 10 minutes to get there and I was ready to make new friends and play around. But, oddly enough, there was nobody else at the park. It looked abandoned, which was weird seeing as how this was one of two parks in the whole city. It should have been packed, but I paid no mind to it. I believe I ran over to a swing set, or slide, it was 12 years ago, I can't remember, and played around. I suddenly heard a voice from the distance. A clown was on the other side of a gate and motioning for me to get closer. Behind him was a white van, which I had noticed before, but just thought it was a delivery truck of sorts. I slowly started walking towards the clown and stopped a good distance away from him. He asked me in Spanish, Hey kid, do you like clowns? I shut my head at him and he gave me that clown type of frown and then said, Well, let me see if I can change that. He opened up his car and by looking inside I saw there were only two boxes, though I wasn't sure what they were filled with and that was it. No seats, no posters. Just those two boxes and then complete emptiness. Being a child, I still paid no attention to it and watched as he pulled out a deflated balloon. He wrapped his lips around the end and blew till the balloon was fully inflated. He tied the end and started to form the balloon into a balloon animal of a dog. He showed it to me and I smiled. He then motioned me to come closer, to which I complied. He handed the balloon to me and said, Do you like? I nodded yes this time and gave him a little smile. He then grinned in the creepiest way possible. The grin was so creepy that even as a kid I knew to back away a bit. The clown then said if I wanted to see the rest of his tricks I would have to get into the truck. I told him that the exit was on the other side of the park and I wouldn't be able to climb the small gate. He then said the few words that haunt me to this day. Get a little closer and I'll carry you over. Then we can have loads of fun in my truck. Come on, kid. While saying this, he still had that creepy grin plastered across his face. I merely backed away and told him, No, it's okay, sir. His grin turned to anger as though he was annoyed at this. He placed his hands on his hips and said to me, Ah, but we're going to have so much fun. Right when he said that, I heard a voice on the other side of the park yelling, Son, son, I'm here to pick you up. I turned 
and saw a man that I recognised as a local neighbour. He was not my real father, obviously, but the little me knew to run over to him. I said nothing to the clown. I just ran to the man and gave him a hug. I just ran to the man and gave him a hug. The man waved to the clown and said, Hey, thanks for keeping my child entertained. To which the clown replied, No problem. As we turned around, I was able to hear this guy murmur, Sick fuck. I looked at him and asked, Sir, what exactly is going on? He gave a sigh and explained everything. As it turns out, that was no real clown. He was a man that had been kidnapping kids all across Ecuador. He would lure kids with a clown costume and take them away to God knows where. The people of my town had a feeling he was coming to the town, which is why the whole park was deserted. He said that he was walking by when he noticed that I was talking to the clown and ran over to basically save me. As he told me this, he also dialed for the police to report the incident. We'd finally arrived at my house and this man said, Be careful who you talk to, son. Not everyone is who they seem. I gave him one final hug and gave him a thanks for saving me from that sick fuck. He gave me a rub on the head and said, It's okay, my boy. Now hurry on in. I have my own things to worry about. I nodded and ran in the house. Nobody was there, and by the time they had returned, I decided not to tell anybody, since I knew they'd just flip the fuck out. It took a while to forget about the whole incident, especially with those words that kept reminding me of him, but I soon forgot till I came across this site, and memories of that clown flooded my head. I'm not quite sure what happened to that sicko, but hopefully he's now behind bars. 4. Here is a story that for sure freaked my friend and myself out. We live on the banks of the Ohio, and we're great swimmers. We decided to go fishing in a large creek that emptied into the river. The creek was located in a swamp that also contains a pond. The pond was known as Blood Pond. Suicides and murders were very common here long ago. The most recent was in the 1990s. A teen was on the old four-wheeler bridge and jumped to her death while the water was down. It was a 30-foot fall straight onto solid rock. We went to a bridge close by and were moving down the bank as the day went on. We were there for about six hours and nothing really happened. As dusk approached, we noticed that the woods became even more quiet. The bridges were about half a mile apart and we were closing in on the bridge that the girl had fallen from. We had finally arrived under the bridge and moved to one of the concrete supports. There was plenty of room to fish from there and no one could see us from above. Suddenly, after we had just reeled in a catfish, we heard the solid thump of footsteps begin crossing from the other side. Usually we wouldn't be freaked out by this, but they were light and it was getting fairly late. We stayed quiet as the footsteps approached. We were about 15 feet away from the person when they suddenly stopped. The sky was a purplish colour, and we should have been able to see somebody, yet no one was there. My friend, who we'll call Brad, just called out to her. It was odd. At first nothing was said, and it was deathly quiet. Then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, we heard a girl screaming. It's all your fault. You wouldn't help me. Without warning, we heard footsteps take off towards the side of the bridge. 
we suddenly see a girl falling and plunge into the water. We were shocked and couldn't move. The water was down, and from the height of the bridge, no one should be diving into the water like that. I told my friend I was going to go in and look for her. When I jumped in there, there was no way she could have disappeared. I'm fairly tall, and the water only came up to my waist. The dry season had almost made the whole creek dry up, and yet she had somehow completely disappeared in a matter of seconds. We don't go fishing near that bridge at night anymore. 5. When I was 13, I had a gorgeous cat named Fudge. Fudge's favourite game was to play hide and seek. Now, one night I was playing said game with Fudge on the first floor of my house, and my mum said that it was time for me to go to bed. I did, however, manage to persuade her to let me finish the game first. I looked all over the first floor and couldn't find him, and my mum said to just go to bed and that he'd come out eventually. After trying to sleep with no success, I started to read, as that always helps me drift off. Now at this point, I must have been reading for about half an hour, when all of a sudden, I hear a sneeze. Now, I thought it was just Fudge, as he likes to hide under my bed occasionally, but then it happened again. So being paranoid, I froze, but managed to muster up the courage to look under my bed. What lay amongst the standard teenager mess was a man with crazy in his eyes. From what I could tell, he had a beard and a cross tattooed on his naked chest. He had a smile plastered on his face that I can only best describe as the smile the Joker wears. I freaked the fuck out and ran, screaming bloody murder down the stairs to where my mum was sat on the red leather sofa. At this point I was screaming, crying and in the middle of having a panic attack. My mum calmed me down, gave me her phone to call 999 and being the badass she was, ran into the kitchen to get a knife and then proceeded to run up the stairs, knife in hand. She came down after being there for about two minutes and said that the window was wide open and that no one was there anymore. Within a minute of my mum being back downstairs, the police arrived and immediately began to search the room. Basically, he got away. But what the police found still haunts me to this day. They found a cleaver and a rope under my bed. I still wonder how long he was there, and I'm so grateful he sneezed, because if he hadn't, I wouldn't be here to share this with you. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hi guys, Brimstone here. Hope you enjoyed today's video. And as you may have guessed, I have stopped whispering for now. Um, I'm always happy to have constructive feedback from you guys. And I will try and answer comments as much as I can, though it's getting a bit tougher now that the channel's getting bigger. Not that I'm complaining at that. I think it's amazing how much you guys enjoy these videos and, and want to come back and watch more and more of them. That said, if you enjoyed this video, feel free to leave a like, comment, share 
and if you haven't already subscribe to the channel it's easy you just click that big red button down below me now on Thursday we will have a new video coming up that is going to be a collaboration see if you guys can guess who it is if you want to guess leave a comment I would love to see who you think I'm gonna be reading with and you might give me some ideas on who I could read with in the future so until then sleep tight <laughs>